Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off our number two of the show. We're going fast and furious on this Friday. Always have a great time talking with Raider Nation here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And always have a great time talking to our next guest, probably our favorite guest that we have all week long, and that is Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. And Paloma, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We always appreciate you. And how pumped up are you, man? The draft is next Thursday right here in Vegas, and you've been covering it and seeing how everything's been growing like a glove. It's been fantastic. What's your excitement level right now? Oh, it's unreal. I can't believe, you know, we're less than 10 days out. You know, a week from now, we'll be out there celebrating. I mean, it's going to be so much fun. And, yeah, things are going up quick, man. That that red carpet on the Bellagio, I feel like that just, you know, popped up in, like, 24 hours. So, <laughs> yeah, man, the red carpet, the main stage. And then, you know, I was over there by the link, and they're building that football interactive theme park. Uh, so, you know, that NFL draft is taking over the strip. We've been talking to the governor, you know, city officials, and they're expecting hundreds of thousands of people here in Vegas. And I'm, I'm really excited for, I just, I just sat down with Josh Jacobs and, you know, we were talking about the draft and, you know, I was there when he got drafted in Nashville Mm -hmm. and we were talking about how crazy that is. And then I don't know how our conversation got going, but him and I ended up talking about how badly we both want an NBA team here in Vegas. <laughs> so he was like, he was like, I don't care what happens in Vegas. I don't care what's being built. Just please bring an NBA team. And I was like, yo, same, like, right. same. Well, that's and on the way. Bring it <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm yeah, stoked. it feels like. I mean, for real, it feels like it's on the way. You know, we all know that that big building's being built. That uh, what is it, mm-hmm. a billion dollar arena or whatever it is yeah. with the capabilities? Yeah, it's it's the inevitable, Paloma. That there's going to be an NBA team here Woo! sooner <laughs> rather than later. <laughs> now. Last time we had you on, you said you were finding all the hot spots. You were finding out where we needed to go, where people needed to go and hang out with their family. And have you found a a real good sweet spot that people can go and enjoy the draft next week? Yeah, you know what? I think everything over by the link, right by the high roller. I mean, the NFL is going all out with that. Now, here's the thing. I don't know how Ubers and, you know, where you're parking, all of that. Right now, kind of seems a little, like, messy to me. I know in Nashville, when the draft was going on, man, those Ubers were, like, $100. Yeah. So that's something I'm trying to tackle right now personally. I'm like, how am I going to get over there every day? Am I going (laughs) to Uber and spend $100? Am I just going to camp out, you know, (laughs) camp out at the fountains or something? But, yeah, man, over by the link, they're really taking that over. Um, And it's just something... For fans, family, kids, you know, doesn't matter what age it is. And, you know, Q, the NFL draft is free. It's right. all free. So any, uh, you know, any event you attend this week on the Strip, it's going to be free. So that's super exciting uh, is that, you know, this is a free event for, for fans from all over the world to come in, but for our local community. And 
Um, yeah, the interactive theme park over there by the High Roller, I think that's going to be really cool. Um, a lot of local chefs, a lot of local restaurants, you know, have been reaching out to me saying they're expecting, you know, a big wave of, of people to, to come to Las Vegas. And, you know, I live downtown, so I'm kind of in the local, like, art, nice. arts district area. Yeah. So I'm talking to a lot of people, and it's it's great to see people's face light up being like, they're, they're just excited for how much business is coming to Las Vegas, you know, how much our, how much work it's bringing for our locals. So that's awesome to see. No, it, it really is. And I'm so excited about it. Of course, this is my first year here in Vegas, but everything is just getting bigger and bigger and better and better. And it's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. And usually on the strip when it's people watching, I mean, usually, yeah. <laughs> usually that's, that's the best part. Like that's the best part of oh, all this. I'm just here to people watch. Right. Know? Yes, exactly. But you did mention you talked to Josh Jacobs. And before we even get into any more draft stuff or talks with UNLV, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that because last year he put on a really good uh, kids camp. Mm-hmm. And I know you were all over that like a glove. And I don't think that it was yeah. really publicized as much as it maybe should have been. But you had a yeah. really good sit down with Josh. So uh, just talk about that. Tell us about the event. And then also, do you get that sense when you talk to Josh? And he's one of my favorite guys to talk to. Mm-hmm. That humility, that Tulsa, Oklahoma young kid comes out in him where you could just tell that he's so grateful and and humble and and, and appreciative of what he has. Josh, Josh is besides, you know, Chuck and, you know, the Chuck wagon and, you know, a few other guys to a tongue of Iloa comes to mind. Josh is one of the most humble guys, one of the most humans I know. And to him, it's always about giving back. And, you know, when he was at Alabama, he was really active in the community. But he told me in high school, you know, it it was ingrained in him as he became successful with his football career. His dad preached to him, man, you got to give back to the community. You got to give back to our family, our friends. You know, you got to come back to Tulsa and and, and come back and give back to uh, the community. And he told me, you know, growing up, Growing up in Tulsa, you know, he didn't have, you know, crazy camps like this. He didn't have NFL players and speakers come to his high school, putting on clinics, you know, mentoring. He didn't have that growing up. Uh, so to do it and to have the platform uh, to reach out to local kids and mentor them and, you know, get his hands and, you know, train with them and show them and give them advice. And, you know, he's bringing out a lot of his friends from around the league, his former teammates will be there at, at uh, Sierra Vista High School on May 7th from 5 to 8 o'clock. And, and, and it's boys and girls, too. You know, there were a lot of girls at last year's camp that were balling. They were schooling <laughs> out there. And, you know, Josh, Josh is always smiling, man. He's always so nice. He's signing every autograph. He's taking pictures with everyone. He's giving hugs with everyone. And he's always been like that. You know, when I covered him in Alabama, he was just always so nice to the media, so loving to his teammates, the community. And, um, you know, he told me that it's always been about giving back, going back home to Tulsa, giving back to his community, his friends. You know, he bought his dad a house. You know, I mean, it's just it's. His his story is an, is incredible. So, um, you know, it's it's just an honor and blessing that we have him here in our community. All right, Paloma. Now I know next week the draft is coming to town, but tomorrow UNLV has their <laughs> spring showcase, <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm going as a fan for anybody here locally in Vegas. Hey, it's free. So yeah, might I as mean, well come show on, up. Let's go. <laughs> so what, yeah, we, what should great. we expect to see from the team tomorrow? 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of new faces on, on both sides of the ball, a lot of new coaches, um, a lot of new staff members. So um, I'm, I, I'm eager to see what this group looks like. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, kind of a, a practice scrimmage. It's not going to be a full-blown-out game scrimmage, more of a practice feel. But, um, you know, their practices have been closed to the media, so we we can only see them kind of just warming up, stretching, um, and, and I'm just, I'm excited because they just look bigger. They look more athletic. They look stronger. They look faster. You know, the, they look better than last year and, and, and the year before. And, um, I think Coach Arroyo has just kind of felt more comfortable this time around. You know, he started his career with the pandemic. You know, he started his career, a six game schedule that they just threw together. Uh, you know, this is his own, this is his second spring ball. So, you know, I think, I think he's starting to feel more comfortable and, and, and find his groove with his guys. And then you got the return of Doug Brumfield, the, the quarterback that, you know, came back to UNLV. So I'm eager to talk to him tomorrow. I wasn't able to talk to him earlier this week, but, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see, you know, UNLV football trending upwards. So I'm excited to see what they look like tomorrow. And yeah, it's free, free parking, free event at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, I don't know if there are many free events at Allegiant <laughs> Stadium. Right. So this is a good one to go to. <laughs> no doubt about it. Again, we're talking with Paloma Villacana here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Uh, you mentioned Doug Brumfield. I wanted to ask you, I mean, the guy was in the transfer portal and now he's not in the transfer portal. Uh, how did all that shake out? Yeah, I know Doug, Doug left maybe a week or two ago um, and I, I talked to his mom and she was excited for Doug and, you know, they, they just wanted to, you know, put his name out there, test the waters and everything. But listening to Coach Arroyo this week, he says it's common. I mean, he's seen that throughout his careers, player, players leaving and coming back, coaches leaving and coming back. But Coach Arroyo said that, you know, they had a, had a long conversation with Doug, his family, um, the coaching staff and, uh, you know, Coach Royal was happy to welcome Doug back, but I personally have not talked to Doug, you know, in person this week. So I'm eager to talk to him tomorrow and say, Hey man, you know, UNLV, this is it. You know, this is, this is, this feels right. So, um, a Doug, Doug's a great kid. He's great. He's, he's eager. I think he's hungry. He's really hungry to, to compete, to grow. Uh, you know, he was injured for nine games, missed nine games last season. So um, I think he's he's just ready to get to work. All right, Paloma, speaking of UNLV and the transfer portal, Coach Kruger, the basketball coach for the running Rebels, Ooh. has he mm-hmm. been able to pick anyone up? Because I know it's every, every day it's like, hey, maybe they're getting a new transfer to come in from somewhere else. So can you give us an update on maybe who's coming to UNLV from the transfer portal as of today? Yeah, I mean, they have, that's the thing about the transfer portal, man. It is 24-7. I mean, a guy could, you know, be coming out to UNLV at midnight and then the morning he's at another school and then, you know, their, their top recruit is now going to another school. Like, it's crazy that this transfer portal is 20, 24 hours, but they did just land a commit from Oklahoma. Um, and I, I hear there's a WV, a WVU transfer, mm. uh, coming to visit this week. So, um, great to see Coach Kruger and his dad, Lon. They have that Big 12, yep. the Big 12 ties. You know, they're heavy in recruiting in the Big 12. Obviously, they landed four Big 12 transfers, you know, the, the, the first year with Kevin. So um, I know 
talking to Kevin that, you know, his dad has a huge role in that program with, with his recruiting ties in the Big 12. So if they can land another WVU transfer and uh, join Jordan McCabe, that would be huge. So uh, big things for the running Rebels. <laughs> it's great to see that, you know, Kevin – Kevin's on track, and, and, you know, the future is bright with, with the Krugers, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. The Big 12, I love Big 12 basketball. Look, they've won the uh, NCAA <laughs> yeah. championship the last two years in a row, so uh, they got something yeah, cooking. Yeah, hey, man. My frogs. <laughs> okay, t- take my it easy. frogs. They got snubbed, but, they you did. know. They did. Man, they, I was. back. Paloma, I was. 68 pull, teams make the tournament, I okay? Was, <laughs> no, I was pulling for her team, though. I was pulling for TCU. They had Arizona on man. the ropes. <laughs> I was. I was tripping. I was at home. Like, no one talked to me. I'm sick. Like, no one talked to me. Like, I'm, I, I, I turned the TV off and I was like, man, I'm, <laughs> sad moment. But they'll be back. They'll be back. They'll right. Be back for yes. Sure. So, yes. They can yeah. get it done. Now, the Horn Frogs are a hell of a players there at TCU. Mm-hmm. Final question for you. We started off talking the NFL draft. I want to end with the NFL mm-hmm. draft. The yeah. Chuck Wagon. You mentioned him. Have you talked to him? His big day is next week. I mean, the draft is coming up. I expect to hear his name called, but have you heard, have you heard from him and, and what he's hearing? Yeah, I'm about to sit down with him this week. Um, he's actually coming in town for the draft. Boom. So, so that'll be awesome. I'm, I'm about to sit down with him this week. I know he's been training like crazy mm-hmm. uh, in, in Southern California with his agency. Man, he looked great at his, his pro day at UNLV. I mean, he was just pure muscle. Uh, he ran a 4-4. Um, he was weighing in at 200 pounds. And, I mean, he looked, he looked lean. So um, I'm excited to sit down and talk with him this week. I know he's... He's he's just such a great kid, such a great guy, a father, you know, a teammate. So I'm I'm excited to talk with him this week and I know he's he's eager to to work and, you know, provide for his family and he's got a great story of his his legendary career, UNLV's all time leading rusher. So and Chuck is just a good friend. Like he's right. just a good person. So um excited to sit down with him this week and yeah, man, we'll see where he goes and you know I'm I'm excited for him. I know his future is super bright, so yeah. excited for the Chuck Wagon. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm excited to see where he continues his playing at because I know he'll continue his playing somewhere because he's that stinking good mm-hmm. and, like you said, yep. uh, a good dude as well. So I guess that was a good commercial. So I guess you got you got the Chuck Wagon coming in, so that's going to be uh, part of the shows that you're doing. Uh, what else you got coming up that we need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, man, I'm working on some fun stuff next week because it's draft week. You know, we're going all out on, on Fox 5. I feel like I've been, you know, working on something every day yep. uh, that has to do with the draft. So I have some fun stuff up my sleeve that I'm excited to air next week. So, um, yeah, it's it's the, it's Christmas. It's really like the <laughs> Super Bowl. Like, it's yes. this, for me as a sports reporter, for y'all, you know, you can feel the buzz. You can feel the excitement. You know, this is this is our Disneyland. So yes, yes, <laughs> I'm excited about it. Excited, no doubt, no doubt. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, you're covering it like a glove. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep up the great work, and uh, can't wait till next week. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sounds good. See you guys. All right, there she goes, Paloma Villacana, Fox Five Sports does a fantastic job covering everything going on here in town. But uh, has been all over the draft, all over uh, what Josh Jacobs got going on in his camp that's coming up. That's exciting uh, as well. And you can find her on Twitter at Paloma Villacana. Three seventeen is the time. When we come back, I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Hit us up seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Also, the Salmon Ash text line wide open like some old school TV antennas six nine one eight seven. Keyword is R and R. The question is. Why can't the Raiders, in your opinion, win the AFC West in 2022? Not why can they, but why can't they? 
Holler at me. Let me know. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920. It's time! Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio, 920. Here's your boy, Q. Throw some D's on it. We've been talking a lot of NFL draft. Coming up at 3.30, we have an NFL draft prospect that we'll be talking to, Caleb Egan's. He's a Texas guy, Central Texas guy, East Texas guy, Texas A&M guy. He's been there, done that. Wide receiver, speedster, good dude, all-around good dude. A guy that is very inspirational as well. Not only is he a hell of an athlete, but like I said, a hell of a dude. He's coming up at 3.30. He'll talk to us about his journey to the NFL and uh, he's that close to achieving his goal. So uh, very excited to talk to Caleb. We'll do that at 3.30. But Raider Nation, we want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line 69187. Keyword R&R. KJ Wright said he believes the Raiders are going to win the AFC West and Derek Carr is going to be the reason. Played that audio earlier in the show. And so we're asking you the question, well, why can't they? Why can't they win the AFC West in 2022? Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Mitch in New Jersey. Mitch, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q, how you doing? You never know. You know, it's like a box of chocolates or all <laughs> more it's a Rus- Russian roulette. There you go. Well, there you but go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough division, tough division. Uh, maybe it's a defense because they got some quarterbacks in this division. Draft the best possible guy. And here's the thing. I would love to see the Raiders do it. I know they have ammunition. You're not going to have to borrow from next year's draft and maybe one of their running backs. Now, he, he wants more money, but he really wants to get out of San Francisco. You know what I'm talking about. Debo Samuel? Yeah. He, he's fine. He can just walk away, but it's not about the money. Any chance we can grab him. And he should play one position, but he's like a, a strong – he's like a Reggie Bush with talent. Much Ooh. more talent. Can you imagine him with the Raiders? What do you think? I just don't know where to um, put him. <laughs> where do you put him? Well, <laughs> right next to Adams on the other side. I heard when, that. Most of the time, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because I don't think Edwards is going to pan out. We'll give him Edwards and, 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 and some draft assets. Make a few phone calls for me, all right? Q, have a good weekend. Hey, you too, bro. Thanks for the call. And I'll say this. I don't know if Debo Samuel is the guy that the Raiders could be looking at, but our good friend Pat Leonard, who uh, covers the Giants, the G-Men in New York like a glove, put out a tweet a little while ago. The Giants are looking to trade wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Remember, he was their 2021 first-round draft pick. Myself and DeMond did a little bit of research during the, the break. And DeMond, you said he played in, what, 10 games and started four, I believe? that was Yes, with 39 receptions. For how many yards? 420. I'll tell you what, man. For a guy who only started four games, 39 catches of 400 and, what'd you say? How many yards? 420. 420. That was yesterday. Not bad at all. I just say. And look, I don't think that the Raiders have... Uh, well, I know that they don't have needs at the wide receiver position, obviously, but you can never have too much talent. You know what I mean? And and, and creative guys like a Joshua Daniels can figure out ways to use dudes like that. And the only reason I bring Katerius Tony up is because he is very Debo Samuel-like. Probably say Debo samuel light. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a guy that could do Debo Samuel-type things. Let's just put it like that. So uh, just interesting. Interesting to see that they're already... Moving, looking to trade him after one year. Think about that. One year. And to put that in perspective, his numbers, you said what, 30? How many catches? 39. And how many yards? 420. Brian Edwards last year had 34 catches for 571 yards. So in 16 games, 
So Kadarius Tony did some pretty damn good things. Only played in 10, only started four. Let's go back out to the phone line, talk to our guy, Raider X. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What up, what up, Q? Chill it, man. Fight Club, Fight Club, DeMond. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, man, this has to be the most exciting draft that, gosh, that the Raiders, I mean, usually I get excited when they have a top 10 pick, but, man, I feel like I've been going to university now, draft, you know, for the last month, listening to y'all. I mean, I, I know all kinds of insight from, like you said, from JC's, or you had that other cat on with that thousand page book. Yep. I'm like, damn, man, you took me into the deep, to the deep end. <laughs> That's what we're wow. supposed to do, man. What's what we're supposed to do? I, I'm like, damn, I understand this stuff. I feel like Mel Kuyper Jr. <laughs> 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 You're killing me, guys. I mean, I love it. I feel, I really feel educated, man. But anyways, man, let me let me answer your question, respond to your question. You're talking about Derek Carr and. And can he take you? And why can't you take you? You know, let's just you know, as you always said, let's just end that 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 story. He is a good quarterback. Is he that end all be all? Can he just put a team on his back? He's not that dude. Right. I mean, he has he has on occasion, but he's not that dude that's going to give it to you all the time. Is he going to make mistakes? Probably not that often, but he he can get it done. I mean, you, you got to think about it. I'm 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 not a Stafford fan. And heck, not a Dilfer fan, right? And if, you know, and you know, I mean, they had a, a lights out defense, and you know, and hopefully the Raiders are getting there. But you look on it, who have they really lost on defense? And they had a pretty decent defense besides mm. Casey Hayward, right? And Casey Hayward was man, no one wanted him. We thought, oh damn, mm-hmm. we got Casey Hayward. Guy ends up shutting it all down. So you look at it on the other side, what you know, Zay, you know, on offense. But everything else is on the upside, and, and you know, and, and we almost we you know well, we competed with a with a Super Bowl you know contender, right? Facts. So you know we we got it, man. We are in the discussion. We are in the discussion. Before I get off, big props to you, Demar, man. Big props, man. You're doing really really well, man. You keep going, man. You know we, we like that flavor. You're giving, you're giving uh, Q a run for his money. I love the comedy, man. You guys have a blessed weekend. Take care. All right, you too, brother. We appreciate you. Yes, Damon is doing a fantastic job. We do appreciate everything he brings to the table each and every day. Let's get one more quick call in before we get to my guy, Caleb Egan's. Talk to our guy, Border Jumper Raider. What's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Thanks for taking my call. Border Jumper Raider. Um, first of all, you're my first listener of the day in your podcast. I really enjoy it. Really appreciate what you're doing, and demand you keep up the good work. So, why can't the Raiders uh, win the division? Um, I think that the offensive line is still the same old line. Okay. Now, the other thing I, I wanted to touch on was that um, the Belichick tree. The Belichick tree really hasn't been successful. Charlie Weiss, Cordell, um, Rabel, Patricia. So the prognosticators are going to think, well, you know what? It's going to be like, there's no success on the Belichick tree. So they're probably thinking that Josh Daniels is going to fall flat on his face. Um, and that's, that's what, I guess that's what I just want to add. Okay. Hey, good stuff, man. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I appreciate you. No doubt about it. Thanks for the call. And, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the one thing that everyone says, well, the Belichick tree. But the difference is every one of those cats that you named didn't take over a playoff team. None of those cats took over a playoff team. Every one of those cats took over a team that stunk. And Mike Verbal's never had a losing season, so don't don't add him to that tree. Well, I mean, yeah, but he really at that point came over from Houston. 
yeah. right? But he is part of the tree. He's part of the tree. I'll, I'll say that, but we saw what he did uh, in the playoffs this last year. I'm just saying. Just going to throw it out there. But, no, I like Vrabel a lot. I do. I like him a lot as a coach. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that this is the same type scenario because, again, this was a playoff team a year ago, and now Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly, Josh McDaniels, Patrick Graham, all these cats, man, they all have an opportunity to take this team from where they were to where they want to be. Coming up next, Caleb Egans. He's hoping to hear his name draft in, or called in the draft next week. We believe his name is going to get called in the draft next week. I guarantee one thing, he will be in someone's camp at the very least. We'll talk to Caleb Egans next. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Had so much conversation about the NFL draft. We know it's next week. We know it's right here in Las Vegas. We know we are excited to see all the action shake out downtown, the Bellagio fountain, the floating stage on the fountain. We're excited about all of that, but I'm also excited about seeing guys that I know, guys that I've watched for a very long time, take their take their skills to the next level. And a young man that I got to know very well in Central Texas Caleb Egan joins us now on the phone lines. Caleb is a big-time wide receiver, big-time kick returner, was at Texas A&M, was at UMHB. That's where we first became friends, and then East Texas Baptist. And, Caleb, how are you doing, and, and how excited are you for this draft process that you're almost to the finish line for? Yes, sir. Man, I'm doing good, Q. I'm, I'm blessed. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, sir. Yes, yes, sir. No doubt about it. And you're a guy, like I tried to tell everyone at the beginning of the show, that you know, you've know you had adversity in your life, but you've been the young man that's that's kept your head up high and just worked, 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 and, and, and now you're getting ready to see the fruits of your labor, man. Just how, like I said, how has this whole journey gone for you? Man, it's uh, it's definitely been a process, man. I'm just I'm just really thankful, man, to even be in this position. Because um, looking back, you know, there were days I didn't even know, you know, if I w- if I would be here. So I'm just really thankful, and um, it's definitely been a journey. Um, I'm definitely anxious, man. I'm I'm definitely ready for next week. And uh, again, I'm just really blessed, and you know, I'm thankful. I'm looking forward to it. You know, and Caleb, one of the things that really stood out to me was, I mean, you're you're fantastic on the field, but what you do off the field really impresses me. I was never able to do schoolwork. That was my downfall. I was terrible in class. But you, you have three degrees. You have two masters. The work on the field is tough, but how tough is that work in the classroom? Man, let me tell you, that's a. Uh, you know, it's just as tough, you know, if if not harder. But, you know, you know, growing up and when I was in high school, uh, you know, my parents, they always taught me, you know, in the classroom it's just as important, you know, as on the field. And really and truly, um, you know, speaking to coaches and, and uh, trainers and, you know, my parents, you know, they it really translates. Whatever you do in the classroom, whatever you do off the field, you know, if it's positive, it's going to translate. You know, if it's negative, it's also going to translate. So, uh, classwork was just something, man, that, that I've always, you know, kept a party as well. Right, and you've done a great job of it. Again, we're talking with Caleb Egans right now. We're hoping to hear his name. He's hoping to hear his name early as often and early as possible in the draft coming up next week. So how has everything gone on? I know you did your pro day. You were fantastic there. Just what have you been hearing from scouts, and just how are you feeling going into next week? Um, You know, I, you know, I really feel good. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, whether I get drafted or – you know, I'm a priority free agent. At the end of the day, you know, I just got to, you know, get into camp somewhere to where, you know, I can uh, impress, you know, the team, uh, you know, the current players, you know, guys coming in with me. And, um, you know, I can grow into, you know, that person to where, you know, they can rely on. 
But uh, really and truly, man, it's, it's been a process. Um, my pro day went really good. Um, you know, after, you know, I started hearing from teams. You know, I had a couple teams call me. Um, you know, I've had a couple teams send me, uh, you know, pre-draft questionnaires to fill out and things like that. Um, and so I, I have no idea, uh, you know, where, you know, I'll end up, you know, uh, if and when I do get drafted. I, I maybe have a couple teams maybe in mind, but really and truly, um, you know, I, I have no idea. And, you know, I'm just going to sit back and it's in God's hands now. All right, Caleb, you already mentioned the degrees, but you also you were <laughs> recruited for three sports, and one of those sports was powerlifting. So I'm You're a talking gym to a guy. fighter. He's a fighter now, I'm a, Caleb. I'm a, I'm a gym guy. So what, what were some of those PRs you were putting up? <laughs> and man, I'm not going to uh, – looking back, I'm trying to think, man. Looking back, um, out of everything, my deadlift was probably my best because, uh, you know, we do three lifts. We do the, the bench, the squat, and the deadlift. My deadlift was close to 500. That was my biggest. Um, that was my moneymaker right there. My squat, uh, I want to say my squat was around 500 as well, but my deadlift was a little bit more. And I want to say my bench, that was my worst, but my bench was at two, I want to say 270, 275, something around there. And I was, I was competing in the 165 uh, range. Boom. Oh, man, that's impressive right there. As soon as you <laughs> say my squad was about, the, uh, about 500, nah, man, that's something to be proud of right there. There, you see? But then how do you balance <laughs> off the power lifting with the speed that you have? Is it like maybe sometimes you got to take a little bit off on the lifting side to make sure you're at full speed? So funny, man, funny you asked that. So I actually got into power lifting. Uh, it was after my mom had passed, and I had took time off from uh, football and, and uh, track, and I was just in school. And, man, I had lost so much muscle mass, and I had got sick, you know, after my mom had passed, and so I lost a lot of weight. And so a buddy of mine, you know, he was just like, man, you know, you got to get stronger. I talked to A&M coach, and so powerlifting was one of the things that, you know, they had talked to me about, about getting stronger. So, man, me being a competitor, once I got into it, I ended up uh, going to nationals because I was like, you know what, I'm going I'm to see how far I'm going to go in this. <laughs> so uh, I just started competing. I like it. I like it a lot. Again, we're talking with Caleb Egan's right now on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. So uh, you, you you brought it up. You know, your mom passed, and obviously that was a terrible time for you. That was a rough time. You got sick, you know, lost weight and everything. But you had the power. You had the energy. You had the, the uh, you know, the strong mind and the will to keep on fighting and, and keep on working and do everything you could to, to make her proud because you knew that she was there with you. What did that mean to you for you to be able to, to keep on fighting like you have? Man, I you know I just know I got somebody you know uh, you know watching me. Um, I can't even ex- describe the feeling. You know, I'm not going to say you know I feel like I can't lose, but with everything going against me, I know I got somebody you know who's watching over me, who's who's fighting for me. You know, I know she's in my she's in my corner, and so uh, no matter what you know, wherever direction my life uh, you know is going, I know that she's going to uh, help steer me in a positive direction. So I know she's looking down, you know, and um, I know she's watching over me. Man, I'm telling you, I've always respected you so much just for the positive attitude that you have and the way that you've trusted in God and letting him just lead you and, and you keep on fighting the good fight and, and, and heading in the right direction. Man, I've always appreciated that. And I've always told you that, that I've always appreciated that uh, about you. So next week... When you end up, you know, either getting that phone call by a team saying, hey, Caleb, we want you to come play for us. You hear the commissioner call your name, whatever the case may be. What will that mean to you? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'll probably, you know, I probably might tear up a little bit. <laughs> uh, most definitely. But, man, it's, it's going to mean a lot to me because it's going to it's going to mean that all the early mornings, 
of, you know, nobody being on the field, you know, all the late nights of nobody being on the field and the lights being off, man, just the times to where, you know, I was really struggling and nobody, you know, seeing it and I was still pushing through it. You know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to all be worth it, man. It really is. Yeah, no, it will, man. And I can't wait to see how it all shakes out. And uh, I know that there's been, you know, because when you go through this draft process and you start, like me, you start reading all these draft, you know, magazines and breakdowns of all these players. I've seen a lot of comparisons. I've seen a lot of Tavon Austin. I've seen a lot of Tyreek Hill. I've seen a lot of those kind of guys uh, when they start talking about you. So who do you model your game after? Oh, um, man, really, true. those two guys that you named, too, you know, I, I, I watch those guys, I look at those guys, and, you know, I've even had, you know, some scouts, you know, mention uh, me, you know, as far as, you know, be, me being close to, like, a Debo Samuel as well and how they want to use me. But I would probably say out of out of uh, those guys, I'd probably say, you know, Tyreek Hill, um, you know, just just what he does, you know, coming in motion and, and, and them using him in the slot and outside as well. And obviously, you know, he, he kind of started out, you know, as a return man, so they guys like Antonio Brown, you know, who transitioned into that receiver role. So I'd probably say Tyreek Hill in his second. I'd probably say Debo Samuel. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And, hey, I got to ask you, I mean, the, the draft is here in Las Vegas, but there there's also a professional team that plays out here in Las Vegas. Would you have any problems suiting up in the silver and black? You know what, man? I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind it at all. You know, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't mind it at all. I go out there, you know, they give me that call, you know, I, I jump on, uh, you know, the, uh, the plane and head that way. That's what I'm talking about. Well, hey, man, good luck to you, man. It's, it's been so much fun uh, monitoring you and, and checking you out, even from a distance. I mean, I know that when I was there in Central Texas, we talked more often, but uh, I've still been paying attention, man. I'm rooting for you, and uh, we all got your back here, so keep on doing what you're doing. And, and at the end of the day, man, have fun and keep making your mom proud. Absolutely. I sure will do that, man. God bless you. Thank you, Q. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Caleb. Great dude right there. Caleb Egan's good, good dude right there. He's got his head on straight, as you could tell. Uh, young man, can't wait to see and hear when his name gets called next week and where he goes and continues his journey. And you want to talk about a dude who just never puts his head down and complains and says, why me? Never says, why me? And sometimes, man, uh, we've got to learn from 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 younger folks because younger folks, and, and I had a coach tell me this one time, that's like, Q, Young people, they rebound way quicker than we do. We think too much. Young people just go. They just go, go, go. Sometimes we just need to go and stop thinking so much. Caleb is a perfect example of that. And a hell of a player, a hell of a dude, smart guy. He's got three degrees. I mean, come on, two masters. It's like, come on. Whew. That's the most impressive part right there. Right. Because like you said, that is a lot of school. Yes, exactly. And you're trying to balance all that out. And he was able to do that, play ball at the same time. You know, obviously go through the loss of his mom. And then get sick and become a power lifter and do it well. That impressed the mind. <laughs> yeah, first because like I thought maybe he was already like a big lifter, Mm-mm. but to just be walking around campus like, ah oh, man, I need to put on some muscle. How about try power lifting? And not right. only do you try something, it's like, oh, I'm pretty good at this too. Hell of an athlete. Hell of an athlete. That that's that's who he is, man. So shout out to Caleb Egans and thank you so much uh, for him having a little bit of time with us today on the show. He's a wide receiver, he's a kick returner, he's an all-around good dude, and definitely have his back. 342 is the time. We're gonna come back, close out the show. Raider Nation. Holla at us. Let us know, man. 702-365-9200. Whatever's on your mind. The question I threw out there to you was, why can't the Raiders win the AFC West in 2022? KJ Wright said he thinks that they can. Derek Carr is going to be the reason why. So I say, hey, why not roll with what KJ's saying? He's the guy that's been in the locker room. He's been there, done that. He knows what the roster looks like. He knows what that team's makeup is like. But somebody out there is saying, no, they can't do it. Well, why? Why? Why can't they? Holla at us, man. 342 is the time. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.
What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Tell you what, these shows go by fast and furious. I don't know what to do with myself. I feel like I need to do another three-hour show. I'm going to be looking around like, what in the world do I do now? Coming up at 4 o'clock, Vinny Bonson, you're in the huddle. He's live at the TI, Treasure Island, 4 to 6 p.m. If you're around the town, make sure you go check him out. He's doing some big things at TI. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. And I guarantee if you go up to, to Vinny and hang out for more than – you hang out for more than five minutes, I guarantee you'll hear, no more bets. No more bets. No more bets. I'm telling you, that gets stuck in my head all the time. I'll leave out of the TI, and that's all I remember. No more bets. It's the little horse racing thing right next to him. And people get fired up, Damon. They get so fired up about the horse racing. They get, I mean, I'm talking about fired up. Is it virtual or they're always? Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's got the little, it's got the little horses in the machine, but it's also got the video screen. And so there's always a group of like four or five guys that get on a roll and start winning or something like that. And that's when you start hearing people yelling in the background. You're like, what the hell is going on? It's that damn horse race. They love it. And, but I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for them. It's fun for me, too, because I just like to sit back and, and listen to them get all excited, and then they'll run by and be like, yay, bro, I just won. I'm like, dude. <laughs> That's cool, bro. <laughs> There's also a ton of water there. ton of water at the Treasure Island. Vinny's there soaking in all the water. There's plenty of water to enjoy while you're there at Treasure Island. So 4 to 6 p.m., Make sure you go say what up, though, to my guy, Vinny Bonsignore. He's going to have a fantastic show lined up for you. But we got a few more minutes left in today's show, a few more minutes left in this week. Coming up next week, you want to talk about craziness. We are stones to the wall in it, man. We are knee deep in craziness for next week. Starting on Monday, Monday and Tuesday, I've been mentioning that so many different people from out of town are coming in and want to use our studios because the media session or the media um, center for the draft is not open until one o'clock in the afternoon. So a lot of East Coast people are coming in and say, hey, can we borrow your studio? Can we borrow? So we have like three or four different radio personalities coming in next week. Bart Scott happens to be one of them. He's on ESPN every day. Bart and Han, they do that show. And then he's on Get Up sometimes. He's on First Take, whatever, you know, but Bart Scott, former NFL linebacker. Can't wait. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly right. He's going to do his shows from our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, from 9 a.m. to noon all week next week, Monday through Friday. So he's going to be in our studio preparing for the draft. Monday and Tuesday, Han is actually on vacation. So Han's not going to be part of the show. So ESPN National had the brilliant idea of saying, well, you're going to be doing the show there in Las Vegas. Why don't you have Q do the show with you? So Monday and Tuesday next week, I'm actually co-hosting Barton Hahn with Bart Scott on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas from 9 to noon. Woo! That's Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, we pick up our credentials. 
NFL Network has a big event that they're doing where we could talk to Daniel Jeremiah. We could talk to Joel Klatt. We could talk to David Shaw, Stanford head coach David Shaw. We could talk to Steve Weish. All those cats. We get to talk to them on Wednesday. Right after that, and we got the list today, got a big list of guys that are going to be here that are going to be in the draft, in the green room, that we get to talk to, including Charles Cross, the offensive lineman from Mississippi State, Jordan Davis, big DN, or defensive lineman, excuse me, from Georgia. How about Sauce Gardner, <laughs> cornerback out of Cincinnati? Going to need for you to talk to him. Oh, you thought I wasn't? If there's one guy I talk to next week, it's going to be Sauce Gardner. Yeah, man. I'm, DBs win games. I'm definitely talking to him. Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, be talking to him. Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah, we'll talk to him. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington. Nicobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. All these cats are going to be available for us to talk to next week. So Monday, Tuesday, I'm in studio with Bart Scott. Wednesday, doing media availability, you know, with players and with, with uh, draft personalities. All that will be brought to the, to the show. So Raider Nation, <laughs> buckle up, because we are going to be locked and loaded with so much stuff for you next week. We're going to be overloaded. Then, oh, by the way, on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, there's something called the draft going on that we're going to be all over. Me and DeMond, JT will be doing his show uh, from Caesars from noon to 2. I'll be here in studio from 2 to 3 with DeMond. Then we'll pitch it to JT and Jason Fitz and Eric Allen to lead you up to the draft from 3 to 5. They'll be live at Dre's. Then that'll be Thursday. Friday, we'll do the same thing, except for JT, myself, and Eric Allen will be at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center from 2 to 4, leading you up to the draft. And then an hour after the draft is over, we'll also bring you a post-draft show. And then me and Eddie Pascal are going to do a show Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And then a post-draft show. So you want to talk about stones to the wall. We are going all the way in. All next week, we're gonna, I, I'm not going to put no shoes on. I'm just going to keep roller skates on. <laughs> I'm just going to have roller skates on all, all next week. I was thinking about that when Paloma was talking. She was like, I don't know if I'm going to Uber or like right. camp out. I was going to say, just wear some comfortable shoes. Man, that's the biggest question is what? how do you get everywhere? Because driving, there's no reason to drive. I was thinking about when we go over to Dre's and go downtown, just Ubering from here to, to downtown and just... Walk over to Dre's after that and just take my, my chances because driving, where are we going to park? Don't even want to think about At it. All. At all. That gives me a headache. That gives me a headache just thinking about it. Then you start the timing out. Or if we can get there by 5. Right. And then. Right. <laughs> events over around 8.30. You know. Right. Facts. Facts. So we have a big week lined up for you. I'm so excited about that. Got a couple text messages I want to get to before the show's over and before I make my way somewhere. I don't know what to do with myself, but I'll find something to do. Got a text saying, Q, I think we need to draft Troy Anderson at pick 86. He'll be the best player available if he's still there. Plus, he fills a need. He is a hell of a linebacker. And of course, Troy is from Montana State. He is apparently is a jack of all trades. I'm not going to pretend to act like I know a whole lot about him, but just doing a little bit of research, he's a guy that is, like you said, a hell of a, a linebacker, but he's done a little bit of everything at his time at Montana State and even coming up uh, in high school as well. So, okay, that's a good that's a good text right there. I like that. Got a big dub Raider said, Q, I'd love that Tony Trey trade. My boy is a huge Gator fan and has been telling me about him for years. Go 
Raiders. That is from Big Dub Raider. He's talking about Kadarius Tony, who our good friend Pat Leonard, who covers the Giants and the Jets from, in, in there in New York, uh, has said that the Giants are looking to trade Kadarius Tony. Uh, that's going to be interesting because what really gets me excited about that is not the fact that they're trying to trade Kadarius Tony. The fact is that there's a guy on that squad that I think that the Raiders could use in James Bradbury. They're going to try to trade him as well. So I think that that would be a fantastic move if the Raiders could find a way to land him. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what draft capital or what capital they're going to use to get him. Not my problem. <laughs> you know you know when they always said, uh, well, I, I need some money. We'll figure it out. Make it work. Because everybody thinks that post-June 1st money is going to be able to sign about five players. Right, right. Oh, don't worry. Post-June 1st can do this. Post-June 1st can do that. I had a guy tell me one day, he called my podcast on uh, April 20th and said, Hey, today's the day that the Raiders get their $20 million. And I said, no, that's definitely post-June 1st. It was April 20th. He was celebrating April 20th. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But Raider Nation, have a fantastic weekend. Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle live from the TI. He's on deck. He's about to hold it down for the next couple hours. Make sure you go by see him. Make sure you enjoy some of that fantastic water that's there at the TI. And we'll holler, man. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.